Hey guys, welcome back to my podcast. Today I have a very special person um, I'm interviewing. Um, this podcast, I interview people, entrepreneurs, artists that um, kind of change the world with their craft and or entrepreneurialism and, um, and just people that really inspire me as well. So um, today I have Miss Mimi Kirk. Girl, it's been, I, I said it before we started here, I'm like starstruck. It's been like seven years since I started watching you and like I've been kind of slowly following you through that whole thing. Um, how are you today? I'm great. Beautiful out. Yes, that's really nice. Full stomach. Good. Yes. Oh yeah. Thanksgiving. I forgot Thanksgiving was yesterday. I'm not much of a holiday guy and I'm, I'm living kind of away from family right now. Um, yeah, so um, I reached out to you via Facebook. I truthfully was taking a shot in the dark. I did not think you would respond, but here we are. Um, I um, like I said before, I was I've been following your work like six or seven years ago. I really took a dive into veganism, plant based, raw veganism, and researched everyone you know i don't know if you know john kohler um fully raw christina all those people and mimi kirk is like you're like up for in my mind you're like up in the that category um when did you start the um veg i don't know if you're i think you said you're vegetarian first when did you get into health like specifically well really after i had kids it was mm -hmm. an important to see how to feed them and so I got some books whatever was out at the time and but what when I really got in uh, let me say this I actually went vegetarian at 30 for the animals I didn't really think about health I'm 30 you know mm -hmm. you don't think health yeah, <laughs> you, yeah. Think you know so anyway I, I became a vegetarian I had been meditating um, I was just widowed at 29, at 30. I started meditating to find out more about life and to search things out more. And I'm the mother of four kids, so I'm raising my kids myself. And um, I'm everything at that time was connected to me. And, you know, in spiritual life, everything is energy. Mm -hmm. And then one day I was eating some roast beef, and I realized I was eating flesh of an animal. And I was so turned off. It just made me sick to my stomach to think, that that's what I, I had eaten a, an animal that was killed for me to eat. So I came home and told my kids we were going to not eat meat anymore. Nothing with a face is what I said. Now I wasn't vegan, so I used to like cheese and eggs, but I didn't know about vegan until a little later. Mm -hmm. But my kids were very happy to do it. Um, they understood and, and they were, you know, they were happy about it. And I said, if you want to eat meat when we go out to eat, you can, but I, can, I just can't cook it at home anymore. So that we we were on full on vegetarians, the only ones in our on our neighborhood. We were, you know, the hippie family. Yeah, nice. And and all the kids, their friends would come over and they'd be eating the fruits and vegetables I had. And my kids would go to their house and see boxes of cereal in their closets and all this other food. And they're going, why are they eating that? You know. So then I learned about veganism that if I was caring about the animals, I had to actually. Um, pay attention to everything. No wearing leather, no eating anything from an animal, no eggs, no cheese, nothing, and be really conscious about that. And that was the way I began to live. As mm -hmm. my kids were eating, of course, they had their own choices, what they do. Um, right now, they, I have one, one daughter who's a, a vegan, 
The other one is pretty much a vegan. She doesn't really eat much of anything else, but she's more a little bit flexible. And uh, my sons are healthy eaters, but they're not vegan eaters, but they eat mm -hmm. mostly, you know, plant-based foods. Mm -hmm. I wish everybody did. Now, now the health part really didn't come until later. I mean, when you're young and you feel great, you don't think about health. But I had gone off of eating my, uh, my, my vegan diet when I met my boyfriend and as I was cooking everything that he liked, I made him meat, I made him everything. And then I had gained like 22 pounds and I went for my annual checkup and my doctor told me my cholesterol and, um, and blood pressure was high. And he gave me a prescription, two prescriptions. My whole family was on medication. They've had cancer, they've had diabetes, they've had lupus, they've had everything you can think of. One sister's taking 15 medications. It's like, Everybody was on medication. So that scared me when I saw these prescriptions. I did not want to do that. So I started researching everything I could. Now I'm 69 here when this is happening and I'm researching everything I can and raw food keeps coming up. And I went, oh no, I love to cook. I'm a foodie. This is mm -hmm. sticks and celery. I don't know. I don't think I could do that. And the more I read, the more I realized, just give it a shot. So for two weeks, I started just eating raw foods making my own things because I didn't like recipes I found online at this time. And um, I was just fixing foods that I liked the taste of and kind of preparing things besides salads. And two weeks, I felt like I had taken off 10 years. I felt so good. So I, this is amazing. I'm, I'm going to continue with this, which I did. It was easy for me because I loved it right away. I really got what it was about, how to really make this food taste good. And and how not to just eat carrot sticks and celery. What can I do to make a pizza, a lasagna, um, you know, Mexican food? How do I fix that raw? Well, I figured it all out. In the meantime, six months passed and I went to my doctor and he said, oh, the prescriptions are working fine. Everything is normal. I never filled the prescriptions, I told him. He said, what did you do? He was just completely shocked. So he's been my doctor forever. I go for checkups every year and he just says, even if I tell you to do something, you wouldn't do it. So I'm not, I can't tell you anything. So that was in 69. Wow. And yeah, it was late in 69. But because I think that I was more plant-based mostly, most of the time, I was a plant-based person, even though I ate cooked uh, vegan food, which I do now, I do eat some cooked vegan food, a small amount of that. But I think because I ate healthy all those years, it really kept me healthy. And then when I went off it, I think, those three years or two and a half years, whatever it was, I think that's what woke me up. And of course, there was weight gain and everything from that. So that's I really good. learned a lot that, that eating this way is really good for you. You don't have to worry about weight. You just eat healthy and you don't eat processed foods. And so, I mean, I go out and speak to people and I think that's the most important thing. I had my own experience of changing at that mm -hmm. late age. Oh, it's never too late, but it's never too early to start because just imagine if I was really eating and paying attention to the health aspect of the food uh, and not just and not just the animal, which I still my main purpose, I, I can't I can't even imagine what it would have been like if I was juicing all that all those years and everything. Right. Yeah. Wow. What a journey. That is crazy. Um, so when and so you've come up with a couple of recipe books, right? Seven. <laughs> Seven. Yep. I, that's what I saw. Um, Seven books I wrote all in my 70s. <laughs> Whoa! Never too late again for doing anything. Yeah. Age 
matter. I'm 82 now, currently 82. And I feel like I wake up, I have no age consciousness at all. Mm-hmm. So I, my first book, I was asked, I, I was, um, when I was 70, I was, uh, I entered a contest that PETA had for the sexiest vegetarian over 50. Mm-hmm. And I was the oldest one in the contest. I ended up winning. <laughs> and that put me into the public eye. I had like about a hundred people on my, my Facebook page just to have my family and friends. All of a sudden in two days, it got press. It went up to 1500 and I thought, oh my God, that's so amazing. And actually until my Facebook page was hacked last February, I had 190,000 followers. Yeah, I, I saw that. I until I got hacked, but now I started a new, a new page and I'm mostly on Instagram now, but yes. um, it, it just built up. And I know why my popularity came over a lot of these other people is because of my age. Mm-hmm. And so I'm who can say, hey, here you can look better, feel better, um, have all the energy of a young person at any age. And so a lot of the people who eat like I do uh, don't get as quick uh, uh, attention from the public eye because they're younger. People don't think about, oh, they're 40. So, you know, it's easy to be healthy at 40. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. I, I, um, I, all the people that are, are out there talking to people about eating a plant-based diet, I really think that's important, not only for your own health, but for the planet's health. I think we really need to take a look at what plant-based food does for us and what will it do for the planet. And hey, it's mother nature. I mean, if you go down the aisles at the market and you pick up you know, a box of cereal or a can something, and then you go to the produce department and you pick up a red pepper, I mean, what is life? <laughs> you know, it's alive. You look at that food, you could smell it. You mm-hmm. can smell it box or a can you go to the produce department everything if you take the time to smell things it's amazing that is bio identical to your body and your body just reacts so well when you're eating that food so wow so that yeah that you're so right about all that um do you how have you always been kind of an entrepreneur yeah i've had a lot of uh I wrote in my first book, A Lot of My Life. So I worked in the film industry for about 17 years after I was widowed. I was Mary Tyler Moore Standen, and I designed the clothes for Valerie Harper on the Rota Show, which was very popular shows in the 70s. You're probably too young to even remember them, but they were popular at that time. And so, I, and I worked in Star Trek and all the movies during the period of time was on an original Star Trek and um, <clears throat> to Poseidon Adventure and tons of films. I worked as a screen extra and then I had lines sometimes. And I didn't look at that as a career. I was doing that to raise my family so I could put food on the table and pay my rent. So it was a fun job. And then I went, after that, I went off and did many things. I had a jewelry design company. I I worked for a personal growth workshop company. I uh, published an environmental newspaper in Los Angeles for a couple of years. uh, then I had another business that I started that I ran for 10 years, and it was a board game for women called Cowgirls Ride the Trail of Truth. So with this Western kind of hip Western theme showing of spunky women today, you know, compared to the women uh, from the past who were doing things that women didn't do, like rodeo riding. And um, then I sold that company. And that's when I really started into my health journey and writing books and so forth. But so uh, I've been you've been... Happy. Yeah, well, I, I always feel like I have to do what I love. Mm-hmm. But I, well, 
And then when I get an idea, I get lots of ideas. But when I get one that sticks, you know, in the middle and wakes me up in the middle of the night, then I know I got to follow that one. So I, I love the health journey now. I don't, you know, my kids are saying what's next, but yeah, I've been doing this for a long time and I really, I really love it because I think it's, it really makes a difference in people's lives to help them transition into eating healthy and gives them a, a, a commitment and why they should be doing that. And mm-hmm. here's the commitment. If you, if you age and get old, which that happens, you're going to age. I mean, I'm aging. You, mm-hmm. We age. We get vines, we get whatever, we age. But keep taking care of your internal self and your mental self is so important because you can live the life that you want to live up until any age if you're healthy. If you're sick, you might not be able to travel. If you're sick, you might not be able to do walk five miles a day. You know, if you're sick, you might not be able to do the things you love to do. And so health is wealth. It's yes. everything. It is honestly, the older you get, you realize if you don't have that, you don't have anything. It doesn't matter what your surroundings are. If you feel healthy, the sun shines every day. You yes, know? yes. Get out of bed without aches and pains and you feel good. And, and I want to mention, like I said earlier, it's not my fan, it's not genes. You can control your cells and what you do to your body. Not everything is genes. So if you take good, really good care of yourself, you don't have to have what your mom or dad had or your sisters have. You could have a different life. Yeah. And, and I've done that. I've proven that to yeah. myself. I think you planted that seed inside me like seven years ago from watching your videos. I've heard you say something very similar. And I say I have uh, my podcast YouTube channel and then a regular just personal YouTube channel. I say it all the time. There's literally what else is there to do in this life? other than to take care of your physical and mental well-being and showing up in your life in the best way and your best self. What else is there, you know? Exactly. Because when you, when you have that, then you can be good out in the world. You can be kind. You can do things for other people. But you can't put yourself last. You have to, and that's very women, as you know, taking care of your children and your husband and doing all this stuff. You put yourself last. And I talk to women all the time. It's like they tell you on a plane, put your gas, you put your mask on first, you know, to, when I say mask, yeah, yeah. oxygen mask, put that on before you take care of your child because you're no good to anybody unless you're taking care of yourself. So I think self-love is really important. It's not, I mean, my mother would have said that's a vain thing. You know, you're not supposed to love yourself or say nice things about yourself. But in today's age, we know how important that is. Look mm-hmm. at your good and accept your faults have a humor about yourself, things you don't do so well or your faults, but also notice the good things you do of who you are and the qualities that you have. Because when you do that and you're loving yourself and you are taking care of yourself, you have to take care of yourself. Sit in a bubble bath, do it with a candle, you know, meditate, do things that improve you. And as you age, you'll see it pays off big time. Yes, seriously, more than money. (laughs) <laughs> more than money because it can't buy you it can't buy you what you want is your health it always can't do that for you and uh i, I think that taking good care of yourself uh, here's the thing i never really liked exercise that much but i did it i would go for months and do it and then i'd stop for months and i just never i tried to force myself yoga anything i love pilates but right now i can't go to the studio i walk five miles five days a week that's my goal and that's that's a good amount of walking five miles yeah yeah um, 
and I do that almost five days every week. Sometimes if I have an appointment or I'm doing something, I, I won't walk that day. But otherwise, I walk every day and exercise. Again, self-care. And especially yeah. now with the way things are, you have to get out in nature. You have to breathe the air. You have to go out and walk. You should wear your mask. I'm a mask person. Mm -hmm. I think perfect to wear it. And when there's nobody there, I pull it down. As soon as I see a body coming, it's back up again. So I'm out in nature, and I think it's really important to be out in nature. Working inside a gym and working inside, that might be something for your body, but when you're actually walking outside, it, 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 it's almost like a meditation. Mm -hmm. The tree smells, the, the animal sounds, the squirrels are running out. You know, it's like you're in life. You're in full life. Yes. <laughs> energy from the sun, you don't get that in the gym. So... Being outside and working out is amazing. It's really a good thing. So for nutrition first, exercise. Well, nutrition first, it sounds like what I'm picking up from you is nutrition, mental stuff, the, the positive energy you take in and take right. out, and right. exercise last, but right. all just yeah. as important. And juice. <laughs> and juice. Woo, I just got an Omega 8006 oh, juicer. That's a great that's I, a great. I used to have it, and then I, ha I spent some time without a juicer, and I'm like, my skin's breaking out. My and I remember I had when I was really into raw veganism, I was, I felt like the. I remember when I went raw vegan overnight, literally from seeing all these videos, I was like, why not? What else? You know, like I said before, what else is there in this life? I felt like a beam of light for months, like it did not yeah. stop. I was, yeah. I was like, does this ever end? Is this human potential where we are all super sick, angry at each other, resentful, tired, and then we show up at our jobs and in our re personal relationships and we lash out at each other and we're, you know, taking, you know, making weird decisions at our workplaces. And then we have this option. Yeah. Why and then are we not? Well, juice is, is live. I mean, it's different than uh, smoothies to me. Mm -hmm. I've written a book called The Ultimate Book of Modern Juicing, and there are smoothies in there. There's some people will just not make a juice. They don't want to do clean it. They don't want to do anything. But just think about this. When you make a juice, as you know, you need like a big bowl of produce. You need a lot of produce in order to get a full 16-ounce glass of juice. In mm -hmm. a blend, you don't need that much produce. You can put in the liquid and put in some greens and put in some stuff. You actually are only getting a small amount of produce in there because you can't get everything into that blender. But when you juice, you need a lot because only a little is coming out at a time out of the juicer. I'm, I'm, really, I'm very lucky. Recently, I was gifted a, 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 called a pure juicer and mm -hmm. it's a cold press juice. It's a big like commercial looking machine and it cold pressed the juice and it's just clean and pure and no sediment, nothing in it. And when you Whoa. drink it, like, you know, your eyes, you just, you feel it because it goes exactly where it needs to. It's pre-digested, which a smoothie is not because it's got little bits in it and you have to chew it. But when you have a cold pressed juice, which the Omega does that really well, when you have a thin juice like that, it's, it's pre-digested. Your digestive system doesn't have to work. And it goes immediately to all your little cells and everywhere that needs it. That's why you feel so good after juicing. Yes. Um, and I want to step back into the mental thing because, yes, I believe eating is the best. Now, I was 100% raw. I hate to use percents because, you know, 
fully raw. I, I ate only raw food for 10 years or 12 years, 10, 10 years at least. And I didn't want to eat anything else. I was satisfied. But then I started traveling a lot. We lived in Mallorca six months, three months here, three months back, back and forth for four years. And I was hungry. Sometimes I couldn't get the food I wanted. You know, it was like, I can have a small salad, but that was it. So I started eating some cooked vegan food. And I do eat cooked vegan food now, maybe 20% cooked vegan food. And I feel great. I still feel as energetic. However, it doesn't digest the same. I have to tell anybody that does it. It's true. Raw food, you feel 100% all the time. When you're eating cooked food, it takes you time to digest the food. It sits in your stomach longer. I take digestive enzymes when I eat a cooked meal, but I still think it's healthy. Everybody has to find their place. And mm -hmm. I might go back to raw sometime. It just depends your lifestyle, what you're doing. And it, you can't be hard on yourself. If you just juice every day, you, you, you're ahead of the game. And then eat a big salad during the day. You're ahead of the game. And then eat a dinner, maybe a cooked vegan meal, if that is what you want to do. But find what works for you, something you can stick with. Because mm -hmm. it's not good if you do it and then you stop, and then you can't get back into it again. Totally. Same way. Once you stop, it's like you're doing this something that's maybe not as healthy, but you can't get back on it again. So find something that works. <clears throat> Learn to fix some uh, raw foods and include those in your weekly meals. Uh, start out like that. Juice every day. That's just, don't forget that one. Just do that. And then just make a choice before you eat something, look at it and say, is this going to do my body any good? Is it going to be healthy for me? Mm -hmm. and if it's not, and you want to eat it, don't put all bad vibes on it. Put them off the wagon while you're eating it, you're resenting it. No, just eat it and love it. It's food and just say it's going to give me nourishment. Just stop beating yourself up. Stop making yourself wrong. If, you, if you're not eating perfect one time, that's okay. Say, tomorrow I'm going to do better. Just be, be better to yourself. Yes, yes. Be, can't stick with any. That's why diets really don't work, like diets to lose weight, because you're already negative, like, oh, I don't look good. I got to lose weight. And yes, it is healthier to be thinner, but you can't go on that. You have to say, I'm going to eat to be healthy. Not eat to lose weight, eat to be healthy. And guess what? When you're eating healthy, that food is going to nourish you and your weight will be get to where it needs to be and it will stay there without you having to think about it again. So, you know, don't put any, that's diets feel negative. I'm limited. I can't eat this. I can't, I tell myself I can eat anything I want. I can have anything I want. I just don't choose to eat that. I don't want it. I don't want to eat animal products. So it's easy for me. I want to eat the raw foods. I want to eat the plant-based food. So you've got to make that kind of decision for yourself and it changes as the years go on. So you have to be flexible. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, um, I, I'm with you on that. A lot of people um, said, I've heard a lot of arguments against, you know, eating a, a, a refined diet, you know, people say orthorexia is a thing like, oh, you're vegan, you're like, orthorexia is like a big thing. I honestly, I think there's a little weird conspiracy with that because like I look for example, some people are like, oh, I only eat fast food during road trips or whatever. I don't fast food for me. It's been like 10 years now. It is not even food. So that's like my thing. It's like, I don't consider it food. I don't consider Burger King, McDonald's, all these like fast food chains. I don't even consider it food. So it's not even orthorexia. It's like, what is food and what is not food? So you can eat right. anything you want. You just got to redefine what food means in, right. your, in your consciousness. Right. 
and it, it should be something that gives you nutrients. We need nutrients to survive. Mm -hmm. There's no than that other food. If you want to go get, uh, you know, a vegan burger somewhere or a regular burger, whatever you want to go to a fast food, that's not going to give you the nutrients you need for the day. You just have to know that. Mm -hmm. Just have to know. It's not like you can't have that, but you have to know you're not getting the nutrients you need. The body can't survive without nutrients. It needs nutrients. Yeah. This is what us um, energetic. It gives us energy. Uh, helps us in every single way to think straight. Um, you need nutrients. That's why juicing gives you the nutrients right away. You get a fix like that when you're juicing. You can eat a big salad and you just feel great afterwards. So I think those kind of things are so important. And everything is, this is funny, I think everything is energy because mm -hmm. you know, after meditating, I just saw energy in the leaves. I saw energy in the trees. I see energy in everything in the stone. It's just everything's energy. Well, guess what? Food is energy. Who's cooking your food is energy. That person cooking your food at a fast food restaurant is not looking to make you a beautiful meal. They're just, it's a habit. They're slapping it together. A chef wants to put something really good on your plate. They want a chef who's been trained, who's passionate, and you might know some chefs and you know how they are. They are so passionate about the quality of the food and making that plate look good, and they want the person to love it. They're putting their good energy into the food they're going to serve you. And when you eat that food, not only can you see it's beautiful, but you know you could taste it. When you eat a fast food, that's somebody who might not even like their job cooking for you. So you're putting somebody else's energy, negative or careless or thoughtless into it. Because I know when I cook, I think about, I want to feed the person I love, you know, the people I love that I'm cooking for, and I want it to be great. So that's, I'm giving it my love. And I oh. think everything you do. So I love going to, I, I, I haven't been eating out now, obviously. We've had some takeout food, but I like to go to places where I know there's a chef in there, somebody who actually cares. When you're eating at a vegan restaurant or an organic restaurant, you already know there's a consciousness about the food they buy. And that's what I want to eat. Why would I want to put anything else into my body? Why do I want to eat pesticide and GMO food? Why would I do that to myself? I mean, unless, I, I think that kind of food is addictive. Mm -hmm. They make it addictive. You buy that packaged food and, and you eat that, it's addictive. I've eaten it, I know what it is. It makes you want more and it's no nutrients. It's got fortified vitamins and fortified vitamins store themselves as fat. They're not bioidentical to the body. The body doesn't knew, know what to do with that fake fortified vitamin. It doesn't do anything for you. So you're eating, you might as well eat the cardboard on the box of cereal than the cereal. At least you're getting roughage, you know? <laughs> Fiber, oh my gosh, that's a good point. Yeah. food, you, you got the legal roughage there. So really live food is great, but you need to know how to prepare it or you'll be bored. Yeah, and yeah. Know, and that's why I wanted to write my books because if you don't learn how to make this food that tastes good, you're not gonna keep eating it. If it's awful, I wouldn't eat it if it's awful. If raw yeah. food, I did eat in some raw food places and I thought they weren't good. And I thought, oh, I'm, I can't do this. But then when I started preparing my own, Oh, I know I like more garlic and I like more herbs or whatever I like in it. Then, then it was delicious to me. So yes. you have to spend a little time to relearn how to cook when you're eating raw or eating vegan. You, you do have to spend the time. You get a good book, you go through recipes, you use some of your own judgment and you got to give it a try. One of the books I wrote is called Raw Vitalize, Raw Hyphen Vitalize. And it's a 21 day book. I wrote it with my, my vegan daughter for busy people. 
and it's raw and it's mm -hmm. how to fix dishes and your breakfasts and prepare them ahead of time. Like you can fix your meals for a week and then you can just go to the refrigerator and grab it. You don't have to think and you don't make a mistake. You know, I've got my chia pudding for breakfast, my apple sunrise, my mango pudding, my overnight oats, whatever it is. In the morning you wake up, it's right there. You're not going to eat something junky. You're going to have your juice. You're going to eat that, you know, and then you've got salad in a jar or other salads you fix. And it, it makes it much easier if you are busy to prepare your food, like on a Sunday or something and have food for a few days. And it, it, it really helps you stay on a clean path to do that. Oh man. Yeah. And I, um, my last uh, podcast guest, he, um, he has glamping sites, like the glamorous camping sites. And he was talking about nature therapy and that kind of like opened up a whole conversation about nature oh. therapy. And I really think you talked about being in nature, but I also consider eating foods in their most natural state is a form of nature therapy. I really yeah. in preparing it yourself, touching it with your hands that you were talking about Great. smelling them. Yeah. Because Hey, you could go to the supermarket and, and buy so many things that you could just open up and eat in your car, crack open a red pepper. I mean, what better thing is that? If you cut a red pepper in half and you fill it with all kinds of vegetables and salad stuff, it's, you can hold that and eat it like you would a sandwich or something. Mm -hmm. You know, you can put anything between two cabbage leaves and eat it. You can roll things up and leave. you can eat a carrot from the market, you know? I mean, totally. real food. Mm -hmm. Always go to a farmer's market and find fruit and vegetables that you can eat. You don't need heat, mm -hmm. you know? It's delicious. And when your taste buds change to that kind of food, nature food, as you call it, when, you, when your taste buds change, the other food doesn't taste good to you. It's draw, It's nothing. You're mm -hmm. getting all the nutrients. Now, of course, you know, because I'm sure that if you're eating plant-based food, people will say, where do you get your protein? <laughs> That's the most popular um, thing that people will say to you. And they can't believe that you can be healthy if you're not eating meat. That's what they think or not eating cheese or anything. Well, there's an amazing movie out for any athlete who thinks that you can't be vegan and be muscular. It's called Game Changers. I don't know if you've seen it yet, but if you haven't, you must watch it. Mm -hmm. uh, I have not. It's called Game Changer. You can get it on Netflix. And it is high power athletes, um, football players. Arnold Schwarzenegger went vegan. The strongest man in the world, big muscle guy, lifts weights that you can't even believe. Like, you know, he can lift a car off you. And he's a vegan. So it shows that you can eat. There's, there's protein in everything. When protein started to be important, I really think it must have been the meat and dairy companies that said you need X amount of protein because you don't need that much protein. You need mm -hmm. protein, but you don't need as much as they used to say. It's not at the top of the pyramid anymore. Mm -hmm. This movie is great for men, I think, to watch because... Men are worried about losing muscle mass and muscles. And this this is, uh, it's just an amazing movie. It was really done so well. It's uh, directed by the guy who did Titanic, that director. Whoa. And, yeah, it's, I mean, it's a really well done. There's a lot of good movies out there. Uh, and this isn't just for, this is not like one of those horrible ones where it shows how terrible they treat the animals. This is just really about building muscle and how you can be healthy and how much healthier you can be and more energetic you can be than when you're eating meat and dairy. So yeah. it's a great game changer. It's a great film to watch, but it's true. You don't need as much protein, but there's protein in everything. All your vegetables have small amounts of protein in it. I eat hemp seeds. 
I make hemp milk, I make almond milk. Nuts and seeds have a lot of protein in it. Um, I use nutritional yeast, which is not a raw product, but I make my cheeses with that. And it's, I'm not, no one's ever told me, I go every year for a checkup, no one's ever told me I'm protein deficient. Yeah, and that's like, yep. I, I think that's really a term they use for people that are like anorexic, that literally have, have such a low amount of everything. Once you get to a protein deficiency, I mean, yeah. I remember what, yep, continue. Oh, I'm sorry. To say, I think years ago that vegetarians and vegans looked looked emaciated because they didn't really know how to balance the food and how to mm -hmm. eat enough food. They were eating uh, healthy foods, but they weren't getting enough calories, and so they looked really bad. So people always thought vegetarians and vegans aren't healthy. They don't look healthy, but now it's not. You know, it's not that at all. So, oh yeah, I remember when I went um, raw vegan. It was like the fruit diet, like going crazy on fruits. I am not even joking. I would see all the testimonials. It's funny. You can see testimonials all you want. Until you live it, it's quite life-changing. I remember the first two weeks, I was eating like a ton of oranges, ton of carrot juice, all this stuff. And then I've never been, even in high school, never been athletic or anything. In three days, I rode my bike for like 75 miles or something crazy, crazy. Like I had this like... I would wake up at night and like, it was like, I would go to sleep at 10 or nine, wake up at like 4.30 in the morning and I wasn't tired. I didn't have any, nothing in my eyes, not lethargic. I didn't drink coffee. I didn't drink tea, nothing. It was, and I was, it just kept hitting me. Like, why do we have a society that pushes not only, not only just advertises junk food, but like encourages eating junk food, encourages drinking coffee. Encourage, why are we so um, polarized towards like these, like the unhealthy activities when this is a lifestyle that you can have overnight and right. change everything. Like right. if everyone did that, I think the world, the way we do everything would change. The way we pick politicians, the way everything would change, you know? Yeah, and can you imagine if everybody was healthy, how they'd feel? They'd, they wouldn't be grumpy. They'd feel great. That's, you know, yeah. I, I'm, um, I mean, I think, you know, obviously, COVID is a real thing. It's killed a lot of people. And I have a lot of health friends who think that, oh, well, you don't need to do anything as long as you keep your immune system strong. I'm sorry. That is not the case. It just isn't. Uh, I know they don't want to wear a mask. And they say, well, everybody doesn't want to. You know, they don't have taken care of themselves. It's their fault if they get it because they have other conditions, pre-existing, whatever. And I think about my granddaughter's type 1 diabetes and people I know who've had cancer. And I mean, we're not just wearing this mask for ourselves and saying, oh, well, we have a great immune system. We don't need it. No, you have to wear it because it's the proper thing to do for humanity right now. We just have to do it. It's mm -hmm, not right mm -hmm. to think that you can go without one and maybe you're asymptomatic and you're healthy so you don't even feel it if you have it. But what if you do have it and you don't know it because your immune system is strong and you might not feel it as much as somebody who has pre-existing condition, but you might be able to give it to them. So I think that, yes, they should talk more about food right now. They're not doing that. I wanted to preface it that I'm not saying that uh, if you have a great immune system, you don't have a virus, but the immune system, strong immune system can keep you from getting a lot of other things. I mean, type 1 diabetes, that's... you. You can't do anything about that. Type 2 diabetes, you can. Diet can do something about type 2 diabetes. So diet is important. Keeping your immune system strong is very important. And that, that's for everybody, just so you won't get other diseases. Because 
a lot of the people that are dying have other things that are wrong with them. They are overweight, they have diabetes, they have some other condition, blood condition or something that they have. And those are the people who are more susceptible to not making it through the COVID situation. And somebody maybe with a stronger immune system can, but now there's no tracking anything because young people are getting it, young people are dying. It's not very hard to tell. They don't know enough about what's happening. But let's just do what we're supposed to do right now, honestly. Mm -hmm. For yeah. those people in my family that might have it. We didn't get together for Thanksgiving. We did a Zoom call. You know, we got we spent all the holidays together. We're all very close and we didn't we didn't do that because this is just not the time to do it. And I, I can't believe people are still flying around and thinking, Oh well, I might have been with my family. Just pay attention now. And that's the same thing with your body. I want to get off of that because we all know that's an ugly situation we've been dealing with. Hopefully things will change now in the next few months and you know, it won't be as bad as it is right now, but they have the worst numbers now that they've ever had. But making a commitment to health is so important for anything because there are going to be diseases out there. You can catch certain things, but if you really take good care of yourself and you eat the fresh food and the live food, which is bioidentical to your body, you're going to do the best you can for yourself. You're still going to age. You can't expect women, hello, you can't expect that you're going to be no lines, nothing going on in your face, no, nothing drooping, whatever. It happens. It happens. And you just have to accept the fact that you've aged and just stay healthy because we don't have any other control over that unless you mm -hmm. want to go to surgery and get all that stuff in your, in yourself. I don't want that. In fact, you can tell I'm letting my hair grow out now. <laughs> that was the only unnatural thing I've been doing. And now I've decided to hell with it. I'm going for it, you know. But, totally. but honestly, you just don't have to worry about your physical stuff. Just take good. You want to go how you feel. Mm -hmm. When I travel around the world and I'm out in nature, I don't think, what do I look like? Is my hair white? Is my, you know, I don't think I'm looking and I'm feeling. So I want the health to be able to feel. No one cares about my looks. I don't care about them. No one else cares about them. I want to just be able to go on a plane and put my own suitcase up, walk on cobblestone streets, walk for hours and hours and hours and go up and down stairways and climb wherever I need to climb. That's what I want. Not how is my lipstick, you know, or what is happening over here, you know. Yes. I want to be able to enjoy my life. And if you take good care of yourself, I can guarantee you you're going to have a better life than if you don't. I had a sister that she was in a senior home very early, never married, never really took good care of herself. She was in her 70s when she went into a senior home. And then she turned 80 and she said, well, I'd like to just stay like this forever. Now she was on 15 medication. So I'd like to just, if I could just stay this way, I'd be fine. And I said, no, you're not going to stay that way. If you don't eat the right foods and exercise every day, you're not going to stay that way. You're going to deteriorate because that's what happens when you get older. You could prolong it. You can slow it down if you take care of yourself. And if you don't take care of yourself, you can't just say, I want to stay this way. Yeah. But you can prolong. I mean, honestly, throughout my 70s, that was like 30 years going in there. I just, that was like the slowest part of my life in my 70s. I was like, I really slowed it down. I felt like, in my 20s sometimes. I wow. And I know that that if you do that earlier, if you slow down that aging process earlier, you're gonna do even better than me because 
I didn't slow it down to my 70s, but I knew when I backed up, I knew I could tell I was backing up. I was getting younger mm. in my 70s. And I, I was very dedicated to what I was, how I was taking care of myself with all law and everything. So that's why I say it's never too young to start. It's not difficult. It isn't, it isn't difficult. You're not going to be without food. You're going to have the best dessert, the best ice cream, the best cheeses. Everything can be made. Oh, everything. I've got some really amazing, I study, I'm a chef, I'm a trained chef in plant food. I studied at Matthew Kenny's Academy and I really learned everything about raw food that you could learn and many other things about in my kitchen. I was already writing books when I went to there, but I was the oldest person in the class, but I wanted to see what it was like to go to chef school and learn plant-based cooking. And that's just such a turnaround when you have the skills to mm -hmm. be able to make that. It's really great to, to study that. But right now there's so much stuff out, it's easy to do to make good food. Yep, great, yep. great, there's a lot of great books out. Mm -hmm. um, I was gonna say my website is youngonlawfood.com, young on law food. And you can see all my books and and read a little bit about me there. And then I'm on Instagram. I'm active on Instagram. And um, and I have a lot of YouTube videos out. You've seen some of them, but I have a whole bunch of them. If people want to learn how to make cheese or see how to cook different things, I think my YouTube videos are very instructive. And, you know, when you see, I, I'm looking at the 90 year olds right now. What the hell are they doing? That's what I'm wanting to know. Yeah, when yeah. I still running marathons and dancing and doing things. That's my idol, to be able to live that long and be healthy. The people in the blue zone that live to be over 100, why not? Why well, can't we? Yes. Living, it's not living long. It's about living healthy while you're living. Whether it's 70, 60, 50, 80, 100, doesn't matter. You just want to be 20, healthy. 28. 20, 28, yeah. <clears throat> I thought you were probably in your 20s. Yeah, yeah. It, it's, it's really important to start as young as possible and eat as many live foods like you said foods that are alive easy to eat especially for somebody young who doesn't maybe want to cook for themselves with fruits <laughs> vegetables so easy totally and sharp knife and a cutting board and you're in <laughs> yes totally okay. and um well back i mean really quick back to the COVID thing i had a video on this and you know it wasn't in in the video i made very clear like masks were we should all do what we can. I understand the mask thing. It's not about not wearing the mask. It's about on the time that you're uh, isolated to not, I mean, I'm hearing everywhere that people are drinking a, a lot more. They're eating. For, and the only things are open, especially when it was like really starting was fast food drive-throughs, which was made no sense. Liquor stores, the national parks were closed. So my main thing in the video yeah. was was to make sure that on our part, because they're not gonna they're not gonna tell us to eat back right now. I mean, I haven't heard one peep from CNN from any of those people to introduce nutritional therapy to no. keep your immune system high. And exactly. a big thing is that people have been doing that I've been just hearing is like I said, eating really badly, um, like frozen dinners or fast food or whatever, drinking a lot. And also the emotional thing of being really stressed out and by yourself. And a huge thing, and I think my theory, I don't know for sure, but why there's a lot of young people hospitalized is because we're stacking these at once. Like we're drinking, eating pizza, and complaining about the, the, the thing. In one situation, we're like hanging out with friends, 
and eating and drinking and complaining at the same time and then waking up hungover, going to a stressful job. We're stacking these little things together. And I, my theory is that, and the whole point of the video is like on your own time, we gotta, it does not matter how the world is like, we should always be practicing being 100% as healthy as possible because that's all we really got in this life is this, this I mean, we, I don't, this house is not mine, this computer, this camera, everything, I bought it, but it's not mine. The only thing we've been gifted truly in this lifetime is our body. So yeah, yeah. anyways, yeah, that was my. <laughs> You are so right, but I know it's very difficult for young people to think. I have a lot of friends, young friends in their early 30s and late 20s, and they don't, you know, this one girl she, I'm on Instagram with, she's, uh, she's out every day, every night, always going with her friends everywhere. Um, she only wears a mask when you have to, you know, to go into somewhere, but when you sit down at a restaurant and take your mask off, you're vulnerable. We put a seatbelt on when we get in our car because we want to protect ourselves, right? But this mask not only protects you, it protects other people. And these people are out everywhere without it. And I always think of one thing about that, not wearing it. The hospitals are overloaded. The poor workers, the doctors, the nurses, the caregivers in the hospital, they're stressed out, give them a break. Wear the mask, don't be so stupid. Don't think, oh, I'll get it and get over it. You know, you might not, like a lot of people now, are, it's carrying on way afterwards. They're not over it. They're finished, they're not, they, you know, they can't give it to anybody anymore, but they're, they can't think straight, they can't walk, they're out of breath. A lot of that, you don't know if you're gonna be one of those. So it's just like put, when you get in your car, you put your seatbelt on, just do the same thing. But you're, you're right, you, but young people, I understand why it's hard for them because they, don't, they, they think this is taking away their freedom, but they also said not eating what they want is taking away their freedom. Sometimes people have to get sick before they learn to take care of themselves. And I try to tell people, don't get there. Don't go that far. <laughs> just, That's a good point. you know, I try to feed people dessert so they can taste how great the desserts are. And then they go, oh, well, this isn't so bad. And I said, That's what I'm telling you. The food is delicious. You're not going to be without. You can still eat pasta, zucchini pasta, you know, or you're going to eat gluten free pasta if you want to eat regular pasta. Just make the best choices you can. Totally. Don't out. You, you know, even in Sardinia, the men who lived over 100, they drink two, two glasses of red wine every day. And they're out walking. They walk their sheep, their go visit friends. And they have two small glasses of this wine. It's called Cannonu wine. And it's the grape is a Cannonu grape. It has double the resveratrol in it. And that's oh. an accent. They drink two glasses of wine a day. So it's not like you can't have everything you want. You can have that stuff. But moderation two glasses and you can't save them up and have 14 on the weekend. It doesn't work that way. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and they're exercising like crazy. All of them walk. So that blue zone is a very interesting thing because it was written about people in different parts of the world who live to be over hundred, large groups of them. Yeah, yeah. And, um, and uh, uh, Loma Linda, which is in the United States, Loma Linda, California, they're seven-day Adventists, and so they're vegans and vegetarians up there. And those, one of the groups of the Blue Zone was them. And others are in Icaria, Japan, in uh, Sardinia, Italy, in um, different parts of the world, in Greece. I, carry, um, I forgot the place in Greece, but that's a great book called The Blue Zone. And these are people who eat healthy, 
They have a full-on life, and they do eat meat, but some of some of them do. But they eat a very small amount, not like the whole plate they give us in the USA. They eat it like a little card deck, and maybe once a week. If people don't have a full plate of food, they think something's wrong. You know, they have to fill a huge amount of food up in order to feel that they're getting, you know, enough nutrients, and that's not it. It's what you put on the plate. Chips mm. gives you nothing, but you eat you know, a red pepper, you've got something, you're getting nutrients, or you eat, you know, I mean, fruits, you got to find some fruits you like, there's so many, there's thousands of them, you got to find something you like, some people eat 10 bananas every day, for potassium, you know, I know people just eat bananas and go on a cleanse, I think cleanses, by the way, are good, it's good to give your body a rest, like you eat, you eat, like, at night, maybe not past six or seven o'clock, and then you don't eat the whole night, and the next day you eat when you get hungry in the morning. And what you eat is important, like you have the juice. So you're giving yourself a little bit of a, a cleanse overnight, you know, mm -hmm. uh, a little bit of a fast to give your stomach a rest. And then you eat your three meals a day with some snack in between, fruit or some other kind of snack that's healthy. And you'll have plenty of food to eat. And you'll start to see everything change. Your body changes, your skin changes, your everything changes. I yeah. mean, like... My skin in my body is not like somebody who's 80. I've seen what that looks like. And my skin is not like that. And I know that's it. I do eat oils. Some people say no oils. Um, I do eat some sugar, but natural maple syrup is my sh sugar choice. If someone has cancer, they shouldn't eat sugar. They shouldn't eat, be eating fruits. You know, you have to adjust to what is going on. In my book, uh, The Ultimate Book of Modern Juicing, I say different things for different ailments that you might have, what to put in your juice. So it's really good. If you can't sleep, here's a good thing to use. If you've got arthritis, here's a good thing to use. So food is medicine. It's medicine. It really is. And mm -hmm. if you put it together right, and herbal teas, herbal teas, they're medicine. They're herbs. They really do help your body. Organic herbal teas are amazing for you. Green tea every day. That's just an amazing herb. So Seriously. Yeah, I and there's a whole like now it's like the big booming industry of cannabis is um like booming and yeah. that's one yeah. plant. Imagine the hundreds and thousands, millions probably of other type of plant variety. Do you think there's just one plant that's going to be medicinal in that way? There's tons, tons. It's just there's one. Tons. It's just <laughs> one that's psychoactive that we've. Um, monetize on and you know found a bunch of different ver versions of it but you know and I know of course not ragging on it or anything but it's just it's interesting I just knew some um, guy that used to be like oh no holistic is like you know holistic health is uh, BS and like you know herbs are, are you know they don't work they're it's all placebo blah blah yeah every day he was talking it saying it was medicine he'd go on Instagram saying he's medicating it up and I'm like do you think that's the only version of plant medicine that exists out there? Really? You know, no. that and ayahuasca. <laughs> I think there's a yeah, lot more. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, um, I had a very, a, a really amazing experience one time. I worked for a billionaire family. I ran their household for a few years. And we did, we used to put on a lot of fundraisers. And Sting uh, was very involved in the Rainforest Foundation, uh, raising money, and he brought Chief Rowney, who's uh, chief of the Kayapo tribe in Brazil, to the house because we're going to do a fundraiser for the Rainforest Foundation. So he only spoke Portuguese, and he had that big lip, you know, they put a plate in the lip, and oh. 
distressed, right? But he came to the house and he went outside and he saw all the orange trees and he was like, ah, so amazed and seeing fruit growing off the trees. Then he came in the house and he took out a map. He, there was a translator there. He took up this map all folded up, big old map, and he laid it on the table. And he said, when he was a boy, he would go, his family would go from here all the way over here. They would travel and move around and so forth. And now he said, we can only go from here to here. They've taken down all the trees. And he said, the problem with cutting down the trees is that forest that we live in is full of medicine. The plants in there are full of medicine. And not only do the trees are oxygen, and when those are gone, nobody will be able to breathe anywhere because that's the largest amount of oxygen area. But he said, we can heal anything with the plant medicine. And all the medicines that people use here, uh, you know, that he has seen that are in pills and little things, he, he was like amazed at that because they're using the regular plants as medicine. He said, they're killing all, all the medicine that could heal anything in the world. I'll never forget everything he said. It was an amazing experience being around him because he, he lives in nature. And now because they're cutting down the trees, his tribe is getting malaria. And they have to keep moving oh. further in because the more they're in contact with the humans, the, they're so clean, the more they're getting the diseases from other people coming in, logging the trees and stuff. So they keep moving further and further and further in the forest to help stay away from all the disease. And he said, now we've lost some of the medicine we used to have. Wow. I mean, that's, and then when I think about the environment, how careless we are and thinking that you can go on eating meat and not taking care and GMO foods and all the synthetic things that are happening that our bodies can't really handle. We can't handle that food. Mm -hmm. we Stop taking the seeds out of everything. Just leave it. Get those heirloom seeds and just grow those. Stop trying to feed huge amounts of people with food that's not even good for them. That's yeah. going to harm them and cut their life out. So I'm very much into the natural thing and everything that's going on right now. The environment to me is one of the biggest issues that we have, that we have to take care of. And it's going to have to do with everything. And we're going to have to wake up about putting chemicals into the ground yeah. and ruining the soil and ruining the food we have. I mean, when you pick up food sometimes at the market, it doesn't even have a smell, a scent to it. Peaches that are messed with, no scent. Yeah. You notice the difference from when I grew up, the way food is now. You have to search for that. You know, you have to go to a farmer's market and try to buy food uh, that, you know, someone just grew and you know they're doing it organically. As uh, simply yeah. as possible because our food has really changed. So we have to wake up. And we have to read labels and we have to know what's in the food that we eat. That's if we want to stay healthy. If not, hey, whatever, do what you want. But you're not going to, what if you live longer and you're sick? You think, oh, I don't care. I won't live longer. What if, so what if I live? I'm going to tell you, you're going to care. <laughs> when you get to be my age, if you're, if you're sick, you're going to care. You're going to care. Trust me. Yeah. You're not sick. You're not going to want to be sick. And what you do right now is make the right choices so you don't have that. Doesn't have to be like you're being tortured or it's hard to do. It'll be easy to do once you start. Might take a little time to learn it, maybe a year to get into it fully. But once you learn it, you'll never even want to go back the other way. You won't even think about that other food. You won't mm -hmm. even no cravings, nothing. You'll be in really good shape. So. Oh yeah, um, one huge vision I have for my future is my family's all Brazilian. I speak Portuguese. You know, I, that really uh -huh. resonates with me because. Uh -huh. The, you know, GMO farms are very prevalent down there, monocropping, yeah. just like planting like 
five miles of just corn. Right. And I um, really believe in biodiversity. And once we, with uh, you know, us talking about nature, I mean, you know, eating well, and people start really being educated, I think there's going to be a huge surge of people, surge of people wanting to live that lifestyle. And there's going to need to be a supply for that food because the grocery stores have a very limited amount. Like if you were to put like, like 60 raw vegans in a town, they would wipe out any grocery yeah. store because people don't really eat that much. So there's going to be really need to be a supply. So in my vision for the future really is to see, and you know, I'm, I really want to be involved in creating like miles of regenerative, large scale regenerative agriculture farms. So really yeah. sustainable, truly sustainable, not just like basic organic, but really giving back to the earth and, you know, like what a rainforest is like, like food forests, I think are really sacred. I've hung out in a couple of them and yeah. 20 year old food forests that like people have been maintaining for a while. And it, there's a lot of intelligence, a lot, just walking through it is really important to, um, I think is really important for people. And we are very disconnected from that. I think that's like our natural setting is a right. food forest. And right. it is a shame that the industry is cutting down. Um, we're so disconnected that we're cutting down the tr yeah. tr tr all the trees in Brazil. And it's really affecting the right. consciousness. And they're cutting it down to graze cattle. And the cattle takes more water and more everything that you could be feeding people. The water that's used to, uh, for the food for the cattle and all this cutting down and blow, you know blowing the, we could be growing food to feed everybody because for a pound of meat i forgot the weight of what how much water is used for just one pound of beef but that's what they're grazing cattle out there if we really want to feed people we have to do it a different way and it's not animal mm -hmm. look at all that horrible stuff they grow uh, 99 percent of the soybeans are gmo all the corn's gmo and that is ruining the soil it's depleting the soil the spray is depleting the soil. You're not going to be able to feed people that way. You think you're going to feed them, but why just feed them? We want to feed them healthily. I'm counting on you and your age group people to make a difference. My grandkids are very conscious. They're into sustainability. You know, the ones going to college, they're really concerned about the environment, about political stuff, everything. I'm counting on that because somewhere, somewhere we went wrong. And when I grew up, food was different. I mean, I grew up with food that wasn't sprayed and it was healthy until my mother decided that, oh, she found those little TV dinners and she thought those were so convenient. But before that, she was like really particular and the food tastes great, it smelled great, it was very different. They weren't using all the chemicals and pesticides and stuff. And once that started happening, when they felt we have to grow more food to feed people, it got ugly. And what they started doing to our food is just terrible. And, and, you, and how you see people, how their bodies are reacting to it, I go to a mall or a grocery store. We, as a humanity, we're very ill. It's getting a little better. People are waking up to it, but we're very sick. My family members, you know, I see a lot of it. If you don't take care of yourself, it really will add up. And yeah. even if, even that's why juicing is important. Cause even if you're eating hundred percent raw, all the food is depleted in nutrients anyways, because of all the farming. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I don't I, if I eat out somewhere, I know I'm not eating organic, but at home, I only buy organic. And I wouldn't juice. I don't drink a juice anywhere unless it's organic. If I'm mm -hmm. going to buy out somewhere, it has to be organic. Why are you putting all those, you know, stripping out everything? What do you think you're getting in the chemicals, you know, from the juice? It's not good. 
Well, there's so many things to do. Even with all that, I'm very hopeful mm -hmm. that I am, I am, I'm, I'm really hopeful. I, I'm sounding like I'm a doomsday and this is all terrible, but I'm only mentioning these things because I know things are starting to change. When I first became a vegetarian, I was alone. <laughs> I also knew that the environment was an important thing. I used to make my kids bring back the paper bags and boxes to get the groceries. And I don't know how I knew that, but that this is in 1970. Uh, I knew that, that we can't keep using and cutting down trees. There's some, something within me that I knew that, and I don't remember where because nobody was conscious of that then. But I, I really feel like when I look at the markets now, alternative food is coming out. Hopefully that some of it will be really healthy. There's alternative meats now. Beyond Beef is a, somebody wants a burger. It is processed, but minimally processed. There's two kinds out, Impossible and, and Beyond. Beyond, I think, is better. It is processed, but still, that's better than killing the animal and using that. That's the way I look at it. It's, it is processed. It's better than eating a meat burger. And I wish that people would get with that, which they are. They're now in some of the fast food restaurants, and they're doing a really good job. So I'm seeing raw foods on the market in the sh shelves. I'm seeing lots of vegan food. I'm seeing gluten-free. I'm seeing more conscious food out there that is prepared food, but at least that's a start for people. Mm -hmm. I, from the seventies to now, it's tremendous how many vegans there are. We're, yeah. we're, we, wherever I go, wherever I travel around the world, I can find vegan food. Nobody looks at me like I have a disease when I say <sighs> vegan. You know, they don't say, oh, well, that's, yes, it has a little chicken. They don't do that anymore. Wherever I go, they, they understand what it is and it's either on the menu or they know, oh yes, we can, we can fix you that wherever I go. Anywhere, yeah. I've had that. So I think it's amazing what's happened. And I just think it's going to get better, especially now. I really do. I think people after this COVID, we started to realize what's more important to us than going to the mall and doing the things that we used to do. We want to do that. We will do that. We can do that again. But now we know what's really important and what we can do, how strong we are, mm -hmm. we can manage this. I know it's terrible for some people right now, financially, business is closing. I have a lot of friends losing businesses and some people can't pay their rent and you know things are not looking good for a lot of people. And, I, and I, I really feel for that, but I just know there's gonna be a light at the end of the tunnel. I just know it. Yes. After a dark storm, the light's the end of the tunnel and usually it's brighter than ever. And that's what I'm, that's what I'm visualizing anyway. Yes. I'm, I'm seeing that picture that people are going to come out of this and it's going to be better for everybody. Yes. And you said you count on us, our generation. You can count on me. I've got some. Yes. I'm, well, this is my whole mission here is to like kind of use social media to, you know, make people turn this direction, at least just look. And then there's some people that are not going to be into it and that's fine. But there's some people that they need to see a food forest. They need to see people eating healthy so they know that right. it's not just like far away, like crazy thing, oh, healthy food or whatever, or, um, sustainability. It's not this just idea. It's not just windmills and stuff. It's really, I mean, um, yeah, like wind turbine power stuff, solar panels. It's more than that. It's more of like a, you know, lifestyle for us to take on. And with that, it'll change things. So I, that's my whole mission here. So I'm glad you said that because you can count on me. <laughs> I'm counting on you. Yeah. Like Kenny, who owns lots of restaurants now, and I, that's who I trained with when I learned to cook plant-based. He calls us up the future of food. 
And his food, you go in there, you don't think, oh, where's the meat? Where You just eat this delicious food. It's so damn good. You don't even think you're missing anything. And that's what he calls it, the future of food. And that's the way I like to think of it, that the future of food is going to be very different than it is right now. And mm -hmm. um, I'm, I'm, I'm going to stay healthy so I can see it happen. <laughs> Amen to that. Okay. Well, I think that's a, a good place to end it there. What do you think? Yeah. Yeah. I think it's great. Okay, sweet. Well, thank you again, Mimi. Oh my God. Inspiring so it many people with this conversation. It's a great conversation hanging out with you for a while. Yes. Totally. I think we made it to like an hour. And um, yeah, so I followed you on Instagram. I'm going to tag you on all of the promos great. and all that. Oh, and I, I can tell people to listen to it. Sweet. Um, okay, well, um, thank you everyone for watching. And um, we are. Um, I was, that was an amazing talk. I'm going to be thinking about this for the rest of the week now. Um, yeah, thank you again, Mimi, for even coming on. I, like I said, I really didn't even think that I was going to be able to reach you. <laughs> but sweet. Okay. Well, thank you, everyone. Thank you so much.